I'm Brandon. I'm an Arsenal fan. I'm Greg, and I'm a Chelsea fan. I'm JD, and I'm an Atletico fan. And this is... Indirect Kick! Sunday because um, we we went to uh, watch Atletico Madrid versus uh, Barcelona at the at the Barcelona bar in DC. Um, first of all, before we talk about the game, how how did you feel about the experience there, Juan Diego? Costa 
quote-unquote scored his then disallowed goal. Uh, and of course, since, you know, tensions were high, as soon as I saw the ball go in the back of the net, I absolutely lost my mind. I was like, ah, ah. and I, I high-fived everyone uh, before realizing that uh, it had been ruled offside. And so then everybody in the bar just kind of laughed and cheered at me um, for my for my wild celebration. So <laughs> I think that was that was the highlight of the day. Yeah. Um, and I took a bow. So you know he was he, that was so close when they did the replay of his offsides. His foot was just barely like that could have been called either way. That was really close. Yeah, it's like that 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 sucks. Where it's like one little. One, like, it was definitely, like, one foot. I mean... It was real close, but it was the right call, but it was real close. I mean, yeah, well, yeah. So, that was rough. Yeah, I, I actually, well, I don't want to get into a huge discussion about this offside, but I would just, if you guys know the answer to this off the top of your head, I'm curious to know. Um, are the, is the rule for offside that you just have to be, like, a hair ahead? I believe so, yeah. Because that helps to do uh, obama that happened to Obama a couple games back where he, like, it was like the top of his hair was offside and they called it. So, yeah, I think oh, it's wait. like... It, <laughs> so it was an actual physical hair. Yeah, I mean, it was basically because, you know, he has that big hair. If he would have had, like, a, like, like he would have been bald like me, he would have been onside. <laughs> right. Well, I was just curious, you know, because it's like, you know, the... As you guys know, it's like if a ball... Like, when a ball, like, crosses a goal line or goes out of bounds, like, the ball has to be 100% past the line for it to be considered out. Like, you can still handle the ball even if, like, 90% of the ball is, you know, out of bounds, and then but that 10% is still touching the line. That still counts as in play. And so it just made me think, you know, I wonder if there's a similar rule for offside that your your entire body has to be in the offside position but I mean clearly that's not the case but it, I'm sure I'm sure it's interesting I'll bet people have had this debate before but anyway yeah that's it um, that's I, that we can we can get into the specifics of the game Brandon I'm yeah, not sure I mean, I, 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 as far as questions go I will definitely give you the floor on this because this is your club um, what are your impressions of how, how you guys played um, oh it sounds like the sounds a little weird oh um yeah, um, could you turn down the, um, can you turn down your phone a little bit? Oh, the speaker? Yeah, because I think it's hearing, I'm being heard. You know, Okay, in, how's that? Yeah, it's better. Indirect Kick is known for being the most professional podcast. <laughs> yeah, right. We can just leave this in the metropolitan area. area. Well, I, hey, man, well, uh, it's not, this, this is not that bad. Yeah, it's not the worst thing to happen. But anyway, what I was saying, what I was asking you was, um, you know, obviously I'll give you the floor because this is your team. So, what were your impressions of the way they played, where they lined up? You know, their what, what, how how did you feel watching the game? How how did you feel uh, about the team, the way they played? Um, I mean, I don't necessarily think that Atletico played badly per se, but maybe you could say that they didn't play well enough. Um, I think that tactically, Simeone had some of the right ideas, but maybe it was a little too late. I think that his goal throughout the game was to try and sort of flood the midfield a little bit to give Barcelona um, 
basically overpower Barcelona and try to prevent them from getting too much circulation in the midfield. Um, but, I mean, that didn't necessarily work. Right. Um, I, um, I, I think and, that... Um, oh, sorry. Uh, uh, yeah, what, what, what's your question? Oh, I was going to kind of topple to add on to that. I think that... Um, I think they had the mindset of playing a very defensive game that was like the game plan but like once Messi scored that goal that kind of like we needed a plan B I don't think they really had a plan B you know yeah or I think they started to have a plan B but it was like too late in the game right they didn't really no, get aggressive last... until the 70th minute I would say yeah it was like from the 70th minute on uh, you know it, they were playing they were playing pretty well but they just weren't, and they were creating some kind of chances. But uh, they're the they didn't really actually. They only actually got like one shot or one or two shots on target, I think. So I think their creativity was lacking. Um, but you know, I don't think Barcelona dominated the game. I think that you know what happened was was that they had the best player in the world, and he scored a free kick, and that's pretty much well, all she I'm wrote. I'm glad you brought that up. I have a question for you guys. Messi, you guys think he's he's good? You guys think nah, nah, you nah, don't know about him. <laughs> yeah, um, I'm sorry, Greg. What did you I, say? I mean, I I, I want to play along. <laughs> <laughs> you get him in joke. I'm just like, that, oh. that's how good he is. <laughs> um, yeah. yeah. You, you know what? Yes, he is the magician, magic, wonderful free kick. But you know, there's unsung heroes in that. There's a lot of so one um, sub dialogue that isn't really discussed was that PK and Rakitic specifically created a wall to get in the way of Oblak. So his vision wasn't good. Right. So they're really, you know, it was um, really well taken, but really methodical, mm. you know? That was a that was a team free kick. And, oh, for uh, sure, yeah. That's like world and class. Also, the other thing I wanted to mention, too, which I think isn't necessarily discussed as much, is um, Barcelona's defense was actually very good. Um, um, you know, we, we don't normally think of Barcelona's strength as being in defense, but I think that ever since Valverde took over, Barcelona's been, I, they're, they're not a defensive team, but, but they have definitely improved in defense under Valverde, right? Because Valverde has, like, switched them to a 4-4-2, four, uh, as a, you know, as opposed to their typical 4-3-3. Three, three. Um, and to be honest, like, I felt like they did a very good job of closing down uh, a lot of our midfielders and uh, making it really difficult for us to to penetrate, which is why I think you know we really struggle to get a shot. Um, so I think that credit has to go to Barcelona too for really changing that up, you know, in the post Neymar in the post Neymar era. Right. Um, so you know, credit to credit to them for that. Um, I think the best players for Atletico, and this is the last thing I'll say about that. I think the be- Atletico's best players that night were uh, Thomas Partey, who I think got like ten or eleven tackles in that game. Successful. Like Partey just does everything. He's kind of like our Casemiro a little bit. Um, and then uh, Jimenez also had a very good game. So anyway, that's all. I think that's all I really have to say about the game was that you know I don't think we played horribly, but. Uh, we definitely needed to play better. Um, I would also point out that future Barca, I mean, current Atletico player, <laughs> uh was nowhere to be found. He was he was practically absent from this game, and that was annoying because we needed him to show up. I was about to ask you about Griezmann, actually. Yeah, I'll go 
Is he a, is he a big game guy, or is it just this particular game he just didn't show he up? He is not. I'm sorry to interrupt. Definitely not. I'm sorry. Oh, I don't know about that. I mean, I well, I know this might be hard for you. So. I don't know about that. I mean, I don't think he has that reputation necessarily. I mean, unless you can give me some concrete examples, Greg. I mean. I well, guess, Euro, um, Euro, he France. He missed the penalty in the final, which you know, okay, he missed the penalty in the final, but that's one thing. Um, as far as other big moments go, I mean, I don't necessarily think so. I mean, the Sevilla game, he got a hat trick, and that wasn't as big of a game as the Barca one, but it was like, I would argue, it was our second most important game, and he scored, he scored a hat trick um, in the Champions League this year. He showed up at the Roma game, which didn't totally turn things around for us because we ultimately didn't make it to the next round, but he kind of gave us the momentum after that game to at least give us some possibilities to maybe cross. So I don't know. I don't know about that, Greg. I, unless you can come up with some examples, I don't I don't necessarily think so. He's been he's been on fire recently. He's been really good in the last couple of months. I don't know. I just I don't. I don't think this is indicative of a pattern. I just think that he just didn't show well, this time. Well, Greg looks locked and loaded. You got some. You got some fire. I mean, us. I mean, I don't know about. I'm not. I don't know about fire, but I mean, I'm just saying, like across the board, like every time it's like the final match, he just doesn't seem to play as well. And it's like sort of like a psychology. It's like um, who's like another person? Like obviously he's better than Iguain. But, you know, someone who's, like, really good during the season, but then when it comes to, like, the most important matches, like, tends to be, you know, it's a, it, you know, uh, unfortunately, like, he seems, he, he tends to be a confidence player. Let me put it that way. His, it, he has every right to have a lot of confidence, but sometimes, you know, for whatever reason, he just doesn't show up. And, I mean, you know, the, the Champions League finals, like, yeah, he missed a penalty. I'm not saying, like, that happens to everybody. I mean, Messi misses penalties, too. But um, you know, he, he eh, I I just hope he has a, he has a lot of potential, but you know, I think he has to he has to work on kind of like the psychology game. In my opinion, I yeah, don't think I, mean, I, I don't think he's a throwaway player or anything. Like he's a good. Well, player. no, I don't think you think that, but I'm not sure if he has enough of a track record of like flopping in big games. To I mean, I guess it's hard to say. I guess he wasn't. I mean, I, I don't remember. How, I, I guess he didn't. Obviously, he didn't deliver during the Euro Cup final either. So no. Um, but I mean, again, you know, that's. I don't. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> um, um, you know, a, a quick quick subplot. It was kind of fun to see Godin play against Suarez. That was <laughs> that was kind of cool. You know, obviously they're like, yeah, you know, you're my bro, but fuck you right now. Oh, excuse me. That's fine. Uh, like, you're good. <laughs> screw you right now. <laughs> um, so that was fun. That was a fun part of the game too. That was funny. I, I remember that. Um, um, and also um, a lot of Andre Gomez hate from Barca fans. Oh yeah, they hated him. That was hilarious. <laughs> yeah, like in the bar, they were all like, boo. But it wasn't just the bar, like, most of the stadium, like, booed him. Um, and, uh, yeah, I mean, it was kind of, I tried to do some research on this, because, you know, yeah, apparently Barca fans just freaking hate him. Um, and as far as I can tell, um, 
it's just that he hasn't performed very well. And I think um, if if you watch the game, I think he like he messed up a few plays and like launched a ball wide or something, you know. So, but I mean, I think that's a little unfair to him, seeing as how like if you boot him from the moment he steps onto the field, it's kind of a self fulfilling prophecy. If he makes a mistake, then it just you know it's like a confirmation bias. of like, oh, of course he did. He performed badly. He's Andre Gomez, and we hate Andre Gomez. Um, so. But if you know, with the Barca fans, they're not—they're not fans of, of Gomez. So, but um, that's right. <laughs> you probably will. But anyway. Okay. Well, um, I don't know if you have anything else to say about uh, the game, or could we, do you want to move on? No, I think I'm good. I mean, obviously, you know. I was disappointed, you know, for sure, because I think it would have really, uh, really like made, really given La Liga a whole new life, and it would have put us at two points behind Barcelona. And I think at this point, Barcelona has locked this league up. Now we were really the only threat that the only serious threat to them, and we we didn't succeed. So I think now Barcelona has a clear path ahead to La Liga and. Congrats, I guess. <laughs> um, you, you didn't mean that. <laughs> well, no, not totally, but I mean, you know, I seventy to eighty percent meant that. I'll hold out for like how many? How many points? So they're eight points ahead now. So that's like, oh, that's a lot. That's two two losses and two ties. Yeah. And I think they still beat us in goal average or goal differential, or I don't know. I can't remember if Spain. Spain, I think, does it a little differently. They might do, like, head-to-head before they do goal differential, um, which they beat us in. So, therefore, you know. They won. Uh, sorry, so I'm done. I, I just think that Barcelona... No, 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 I was just saying, like, therefore, they've already beat you, so they won in that, too. Um, since, since, since this was, like, the worst Sunday... Greg! How you doing, buddy? How you feeling? Oh, I'm feeling horrible. Uh, <laughs> you know... Even uh, the the worst part of the game, like I just want to make this quick and and bittersweet because obviously I don't even want to talk about it. Well, can I say something before you get your thing? Please. I think the key number of this game, we're talking about Chelsea and Man City. Um, yeah. Man City won one nothing. Um, the key number is zero, as in Chelsea had zero shots on target. So, <laughs> go ahead, take it away, Greg. Oh, it was lovely. <laughs> Like, literally, Man City was more Barca than Barca this game. Um, the tiki-taka, full effect, absolutely. It, the worst part was that, okay, Conte was like, Chelsea has a history of playing against tiki-taka, you know, offense. And what they do is they they do not press. They, they had no high press whatsoever. Literally, like, it was embarrassing. Like, sometimes their press was just walking at the players. You'll see footage, like, they weren't even, like, not even getting a foot. Like, Eden Hazard hardly touched the ball. Literally, like, literally, he commented after the game, he's like, it was like, we're just on, like, I just w- ran for 90 minutes. He's like, I didn't feel like I played a game of, of soccer. That's a good, that's a good workout, though. Oh, yeah, no kidding. But, obviously, like, he, he doesn't, he doesn't, this isn't Planet Fitness. <laughs> you know what I mean? He's got his cardio down, though. Yeah. Good. Yeah, nice. Um, you know, I guess the, the the brightest chances were from William, but you know, all all that being said, like uh, David Silva, uh, uh, David Silva, excuse me, um, played 
absolutely, I mean, just effortlessly. Um, you know, we had De Bruyne. He's just ripping them apart. Like, it was it, it was a shame, you know? I feel like they're uh, capable of a lot more. And, you know, they decided to do almost no press. I've never seen it. It's like they didn't even go down swinging. I would have rather them lost 3-0 and they were, like, trying to play a competitive game. Yeah, I but feel that. But literally, they just didn't even try. You know? And not because they could have beaten them anyway. But it's literally just like, let's get a point. All we want is a point. We're not even going to try. And... It was embarrassing to watch, you know? That's, like, that's the type of, like, defeatist attitude that, like, goes into your, you know, the next game and the next game. Like, that was humiliating for the team. And uh, I watched it, and so now we're five points behind Tottenham, and I, (laughs) we only have nine games left. And are you, you guys are in fourth, right? We are in fifth. That's what I meant, sorry, fifth, yeah, okay. Yeah, got you. So, not good. Yeah. Well, uh, I don't know if you have anything else to add. Um, no. Okay. <laughs> um, you guys don't know pain. You don't know struggle. This week has been horrible. This is the worst week I've probably had as an Arsenal fan. This is awful. This is not just Sunday. This is the whole week. You had to play Man City twice. 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 And you know what? You think you play Man City, and you're like, well, this is, I'm talking about Arsenal, obviously. Um, you, you think you play Man City, it's like, well, Man City, they're the best. It's like men against boys. Of course, they killed you, although you didn't really try, but still. Then you play Brighton, and you think, okay, we're going to get back off, uh, back on the horse, or whatever metaphor, court, stupid metaphor you want to use here, and we're going to get it back on track. We're going we're gonna to do it, because it's Brighton. Because nobody knows, can point Brighton on a, on a map. You can't do that. Went down 2 nothing within, like, the first 30 minutes. Um, I, I don't know. I don't, I don't, kids, do not become an Arsenal fan. That's what I can tell you. I've already, I've, I'm already too invested. I, I can't quit, but this is good. Uh, Wenger needs to go. I know I haven't been the, the biggest Wenger out guy. He's, he's done. I, the players don't even want to play for him anymore. Like, he needs to go. He needs, he's ruining his, I honestly think he's, he, oh, he's not ruining his legacy. Because once he retires, he'll, he'll be, oh, we love you for all the things that you did, but like, 10 years ago. But, Right now, we need something different. And Aubameyang is probably like, well, I came all the way from Dortmund for this? Why? This is, I don't even give me the ball. Like, how am I supposed to score if you don't give me the ball? Uh, um, Mkhitaryan, he's, he's, he's wasting space too. Uh, I, I, I don't know. We, we can't even spell defense. Nonetheless, play it. So that's 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 all I have to say about Arsenal. I don't know what you guys how you what, guys feel about. Was it. there was there a tactical um, gaff, or was it was it like a, just a simple mistake for the goals, or was it like tactically like they just didn't seem put together? It it's 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 more like the players like are just making stupid mistakes. Like specifically in the League Cup final or the Carabao Cup, or whatever they're sponsored by now. Um, Mustafi he so. <laughs> this is audio, but I'm going to give you... I'm going to touch you, Greg. Okay. Um, so, Mustafi, him and Aguero are going up for a ball. And, like, yes, Aguero did t- kind of shove him a little bit, but not enough to, like, even really, really call a foul. I guess you could call it a foul. There was contact. But, like, he just stopped and was like... And then, like, Aguero scored the first goal. So it's just stupid stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And on the first Brighton goal... Um, 
when Dunk just comes in, there's two people. There's one Brighton player. There's three. There's three or four Arsenal players in the box, and he's he gets free somehow. That shouldn't happen. That's not tactical. That's the players don't aren't doing what they need to do. Like you shouldn't need like you don't need coaching to know. Hey, if there's like you don't let a guy go free in the box. That's not a, that's not a tactical thing. That's a player's not doing what they need to do. Right. You know, um, in some games, uh, uh, Arsenal have been a little critical of Chambers. You know, um, I guess a lot of uh, I guess Arsenal has some problems in the back. Yeah, like for sure. Like we don't have to keep talking about Chelsea. We Man need City, a whole. Obviously. We need, need a whole new center backs. Uh, I guess except for Bellerin, I, I like Bellerin, but. Yeah. Mustafi's been terrible. I, 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 yeah. You know, speaking of which, okay, just really quick uh, tangent. Do you remember from the Barca Chelsea game where Christensen like screwed it up? Yeah. He did it again against Man City. So we're having the same thing, like literally just gaps. Like these are our center backs. You know, it's bad. Because the thing about the Man City games, Man City did not play like if Man City played the best that they could. They would have won six nothing, not three nothing in those two games because. Or even more than that, because they didn't really play that well. They, we were just like, we were barely, we didn't even show up. It was like you know, we brought some fans on the field instead of actual professional players. It wasn't like you know, they it didn't seem like they were putting the effort in. When we lost three one at the beginning of the season, we got our ass kicked, but we tried in that game. I don't feel like we're trying anymore. Hmm. Well, I I think that that's all right. This this was a this was a wonderful like roller coaster from like dismal to like the abyss. Yeah, because we yeah and I, I think we, we did the show perfect. It was like oh you know Aleti played pretty well, but you know they just you know Messi can't beat Messi, and it was like oh you know Chelsea played pretty bad, but then like it was like Arsenal is awful. <laughs> <laughs> so you yeah, got, you got Europa League. Yeah, we're uh, AC Milan's gonna kick our ass, but that's cool. That's fine. You think so? Yes. Because our AC Milan, I know we're not exactly, we're not a, a Surya show, but they're hitting their form right when they're about to play us, which is perfect. Which, I mean, as, being an Arsenal fan is just like a cloud, like following you and raining on you all the time. Because of course, of course, they would play well right before they play us. You know, you you picked wow. a bad time to be a fan, man. If if you only were like two thousand two, yeah. and they started like getting really good, yeah. and then and King Henri comes on, oh yeah. Those I know the glory days that should have been. Yeah, I gotta watch that that documentary about the nineteen eighty nine season to make myself feel better. Well, well, I will say that you know, mm, <laughs> yeah, don't stop being their fan because you never know. Yeah, because I, I had I'm... no, I had no reason to be an Atletico fan, and then, and now they're great. <laughs> <laughs> They were really bad when I first started following them, and now, now they're great. You know what, what's that? Li- what's that line from Homer? Where he's like, he's like, I know when Bart doesn't get his toy, and then Homer's like, I know how you feel, Bart. When I was your age, I wanted an electric football more than anything in the world, and my dad bought it for me, and it was the happiest day of my life. <laughs> <laughs> That's, so anyway. that's awesome. Um, well, you know, I, I think that's a testament to fandom, okay? Because obviously your team, sometimes you get emotionally invested, right? And obviously you have no control over it. All you have control over is just having a good time, enjoying football. 
you know i guess like obviously we, we both all tasted bitter defeats but at the same time like i love watching soccer and I, you know like i can complain about it but the be part of the fandom is great it's like there's this thing that's bigger than you mm. and you know when there's there's lows and there's highs but there's emotion you know in uh and that's that's what you know gets you hooked is because you know all teams have their really bad times it can be years it can be decades but when you taste that glory like one time like that's almost enough for a lifetime you know that's why i don't like this is like getting into a whole different thing but that's why i don't really like people who bandwagon this is more of a general sports thing. no bandwagoning is the worst yeah, yeah. where it's like I, this is more um like of a basketball thing because I don't really, most of the people I know don't really like. You like Atletico Madrid. That's not a bandwagon. But you know, you know what I mean. But like, uh, like, it's just like you need you need the pain to make the glory. It's corny, but it's like you need like the bad times to make the like the the good times even better. You know, if Arsenal next year, well, it won't be next year. Like wins like the, like a treble, it'll be great because of like the ten years of like suffering. You know, but that's what you miss out of like just like oh I'm 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 a Barca fan. I want Barca because they win everything. You gotta go with Barca because they win everything. It's like, oh, I mean that's true, I guess, but you know, I I would I, to there's balance of course because you know sometimes I see like these decrepit super fans who are just literally like oh that was the worst game ever we lost and we're like oh that was still a good game yeah that was a fun game to watch. I like football. Some people like their team more than they like the sport. It's crazy sometimes to me. I, oh, that's sometimes definitely I feel true, like yeah. I'm like that too. I mean, I don't think it's every day, but sometimes there are days when I'm like, I am wrapped up more in the result than in the game. But anyway. Yeah, it's it's so easy to, to get that way. So it's like, I understand a, a fair weather fan or a bandwagon. It's like it's annoying. It's annoying when they like try to like raise the trophy yeah. <laughs> with you or something. It's annoying, but at the same time, it's like I get it. It's like you know, I don't know why. It's like you know, soccer is like religion to people. Right. Football and you know, like how did it? It's crazy to even think. How did it ever get that serious? Where we have like billions of dollars in these stadiums? Just do we even know how? Um, like, is there a record of how much money goes in stadiums all across the country? All across the world, it's just—it's uh, unbelievable amounts of money. Well, another thing I would say is, um, um, shit, what the fuck? Uh, well, finish your point because I forgot <laughs> what I was gonna say. But yeah, I mean, that being said, I totally agree, uh, Brandon. Oh, I, re I remember now. Um, <laughs> yeah, you remember when my almond like just sounded like an idiot. Um, so. Um, the, th uh, the interesting thing about soccer is like, there's no you're when you, somebody is like uh, a fan of like a, a, one of these really big teams like Manchester United or Barcelona or Real Madrid. It's like so obviously a choice. Of, like you chose a team that was the best because like we're from we're in America. We live in the United States, so you're cho you don't you're not from like these places. You're from very far away. You've probably never been there before. I mean, some people may have, but like most people probably haven't even been to that place. So you're you're like you're it's so clear that you're choosing like like this team because of like they win because even you can I mean you've never been to London right that's what uh, I'm saying no no that's what I'm saying but that's that's my point is like oh um my point is that like 
it's so clear that like the people are choosing teams because they win because they have no like real connection to the city. It's not like they're from there. Sure. Right. I mean, I'm not sure if that's the well. I get what you're saying, but um, I whatever. No, you know, if you what, disagree with me, go ahead. Well, you know, sometimes, sometimes, okay. You know, it's it's weird, but I mean, like choosing a team from England or from Spain is like so international. It's like not even. It's just literally like it's not like everyone has their local team, right? Everyone will have like their wherever they are in the world, and then there'll be Barca jerseys mm-hmm. just absolutely everywhere. Or, you know, I mean, you'll see you see like you Man U jerseys all yeah. over the world. You it's, just it's weird because like these they're not really teams; they're brands, especially like they're these really big clubs. They're like. They're they're brands and like they're they almost lose co- they obviously they are very connected to the communities they're in but they like at some point lose that connection and they just like are just like oh Barcelona even though like it's supposed to be a team for Barcelona it's a global brand that like everyone around the world can like root for it's very interesting you know and it's um, it, it's interesting too well you, you, go ahead oh Monday, oh go. sorry um, sorry oh, Jenny no, that's um. Yeah, I, I, um, I, I, I had thoughts, and I don't know why I suddenly feel like I am, they're now incredibly simple. I mean, yeah, I mean, Barcelona is, Barcelona is a brand, a global brand. Um, I think it's fine, you know. Well, I don't know. Did you just agree with me? The thing I don't, about I think my thought has gotten far too lost. Greg, keep go ahead okay. and talk. Oh, I'm I'm sorry. Uh, well, okay. No, um, as 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 a uh, some people are gatekeepers. Like when I was in London, you know, there's like fans and even people in London who live there. But then there's this idea. There's like national pride, or as if like there's this one guy. I'm not gonna repeat what he said, but it was racist. Like this one uh, guy, he was um, Pakistani. And he, he gets up, he's like, yeah, Chelsea. And this one guy, he's like, uh, he's just like, why'd you sit down? You're not even from here. And it's like, he can be oh, a, that sucks. he can be a Chelsea fan. Was he like, was he like from Pakistan or is he like a British, Brit, British Pakistani person? Um, I think he was British okay. Pakistani, but I don't I know. I mean, either way, it's it, yeah. it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Yeah, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. But I mean, it's so weird. It's like, cause there's so many ways to gatekeep. Right it's now. like when are you good enough to be a real fan? Right. Yeah. And, and people, you know, and I would say soccer as one of those most religious fan bases. When it comes to that, it's like, you know, I can't imagine. Like, you remember that? Remember that great documentary you, you sent about Argentina, the Copa ninety one? Yeah. Oh yes, yes. Yeah. That 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 level of fandom I can't identify with. Right. I, I love soccer, but. They are just like praying to Jesus, like calling me- I think Messi I, I the think Messiah. Part of that is like a, I think in America, like the way that sports are here, it's like you know everyone, most people just like sports, so they like more than one sport. I mean, there are obviously people who just like baseball, but like mm-hmm. most people, like like me, for example, like I always like sports, so like I have like a team for like every sport. So it's not like my whole like everything is based around like one team. But I feel like in like Europe, I mean, I know there's other sports there, but like. It's soccer or football or nothing or like soccer, mm. like football or death. Like, it's very interesting. That's how it is with me. What? Uh, you know, that's how it is with me. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I, I don't have any. I, I, it's, I'm not capable of of emotionally investing in anybody other than Atlético de Madrid. I'm serious. Good. I can't. <laughs> Nobody thought you were joking. This, uh, uh, we've talked about this a few times, but you and me, Brandon. But it's like, 
It's like, why can't you just pick your favorite team for each respective league or sport? And it's like, yeah, I can do that, but it almost never, it doesn't even come, not only is it not even close to the emotional investment I give Atletico, but like, it's also hard for me to care too. Like even, even follow it, you know, in this kind of casual, fun way. And I'm not saying that that's the case for everybody, but that's the way it is for me. It's, it's very hard. I am very invested in my team. Hello? Oh, hey. Sorry. <laughs> um, yeah, it, it's that makes sense. I mean, I can't. I mean, I watch football. I, like, I watch the Redskins and stuff. But, I mean, yeah, it's not that serious to me. It never has been. So, I'm the, I think, Brandon, Brandon though, you, you like... You like so many. You have a diverse palette. Of yeah, sports. Uh, it's it's a, it, you gotta you gotta pick and choose what you pay attention to. Um, but I, I, an interesting point at the at the bar at the Barca bar wasn't there a guy who was a who was a, um was it Malaga? He's a fan of Malaga. He was from Malaga, I think the the guy said the, the yeah. guy who runs the group. But he also is like a Barca fan. So it's very interesting, even like in the in the in the like Spain, like. Everyone knows like Barca and Real Madrid are gonna win everything, so it's like, listen, like I'm, I gotta support my local team, but like also like gotta like you know pick one of the big ones. Yeah, and usually, I mean, obviously, yeah, that's usually the way it works. You support your local team, your 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 local like little town team that's like in third division, and then you support you know as number one before anybody else, and then of course Malaga is not um, Malaga is not a third division team, though they are. A, probably soon to be second division team Boom, um got him. well i'm not trying to get them i mean it's just they're they're in last place and they they're very they're they're deep into the relegation and i, I just i think they're gonna get relegated but which is a shame actually because they were once like five years ago they were like really good um mm-hmm. but um yeah i mean that's pretty typical in spain is that you have your local team first and foremost and then you have like either real madrid or barca as like your team that you actually invest in you know and you're you know because they have a chance at winning something which makes being a fan of the kind of good but not always good teams the work like i think it's like if you are a an atletico fan or a valencia fan or a sevilla fan then you're like really screwed because i think those are teams that are good enough to like win things on occasion and they're definitely not just like you know your local team they're they're good they've won title european titles national titles but they don't win them all the time and so i think those the people in those in those um or in that position um are are like in the most in the worst position um so anyway but that's kind of how i in my experience when i was living in spain that that's kind of how i felt like fandom worked there I do kind of relate to that experience, though, being an, an American soccer fan, because like, you know, I'm a, you know, I, I watch MLS and I, su- I support DC United, obviously, because like, you know, I'm from here, from, um, but you know, obviously, like, I also like want to watch, you know, the like, one of the best leagues in the world. I know we have very debates about which is the best league, so I'll say one of, one of the best leagues in the world. So like, you gotta have to have like your European team too. So that's kind of so you have yeah so that's actually a good point in. yeah that like the euro that like following that like for foreigners yeah uh, for non Europeans it's like 
looking watching European soccer is their way of watching good soccer. Right. I, um, I, I don't. Yeah. I don't know how like being a European basketball fan is, but I, I kind of imagine it would be the same way where it's like, all right, I support like whatever this Spanish team is, and also like I'm a Lakers fan. Yeah. Yeah, they do. Um, they, I, I, my understanding is that they do actually follow America, American basketball a good amount. I remember talking to some students when I was like living. In, I mean, I didn't have much to say because I didn't know. I don't know anything about basketball, but but they did. They're have probably some like they're probably like mad. It was like, oh, we can finally talk to someone about basketball in America. Yeah, and then I was like, no, I only like the things that you already like. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, I, so let's just talk. Let's. This conversation is no different than any conversation you would ever have. <laughs> um, so yeah, sorry, but that's the way it is. I think I think one of the one of the best ways, you know, the, one of the funnest ways to enjoy your team is to really like build up certain games, and those I think really are built with rivalries, and like rivalries are like the are like probably the funnest part of being a fan is because like a game that doesn't necessarily have any big implications can still seem like a huge event you know and so although like some are like sort of fabricated you know but you know i think um it's like every every team's goal to have like a good rival Mm -hmm. you know and uh you know I guess that's that's a, another way. Obviously, as you guys are saying, like following big teams and stuff. But uh, you know, there's there's little you know, like in a uh, prem, right? Um, one I didn't really know was a big deal until you know, like Newcastle and Sunderland. Oh yeah, yeah, because they're like right next to each other, those cities. Yeah. Yeah. So they, yeah, that's a heated. I forget what kind of uh, derby they call it, but. I mean, I I think it's isn't that the time time derby? Yeah. Okay. I mean, they're they're on the thrill of like, hey, please don't relegate my team. Right. <laughs> they're, they're, that's a different thrill. But besides that, I mean, it's it's not like they're winning titles and stuff. But like those games, like that, there's a huge deal for them. This is a good, this is a good interesting but a good turn. This is very interesting. Yeah, I had to make it. We had to make it a little more positive. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. I was getting a little too depressed. I'm like, yeah, you know. That, that's that's why I reiterate. I love soccer. Like even if we lose, I love watching the game. It's a beautiful sport, and uh, I'm gonna co- keep complaining because Chelsea's sucking right now. But in general, I've been enjoying some good soccer. Uh, I I love the sport. I'm gonna be still be a curmudgeon for the, probably at least the next at least the next year and a half because this one Venga's contract is up is next is next year. Um, oh my God! They're not going to endure another season of. Well, he's. So, they. I mean, they could fire him at any time, but he's. He has a contract until twenty nineteen, or wow. twenty twenty, or whatever. Ish. Ish. Yeah. Uh, you want to uh, give your little little wrap up, Juan Diego? Um, about fandom. About or just anything, fandom? just whatever your final word. See ya. No. <laughs> <laughs> um. Uh, no, I mean, I, it's been, it's, um, oh, well, yeah, actually, I can't believe we haven't, we should maybe talk about this a little bit, so, I think tomorrow is Champions, isn't it? I'm pretty sure. Yes. So, um, I think tomorrow's the PSG Real Madrid game, so, I'll definitely watch that, and, uh, um, 
guys, you guys think PSG is gonna come back, or do you think Real Madrid is gonna right, why, go ahead and come, pass, Don't do this to you. Don't do this round. to yourself. Come on, you know it's gonna happen. <laughs> oh yeah, I, I, I know, I know. Um, it's just like, but the, because because like they could, PSG could just execute their season tomorrow, right? Like we could finally have like. It'd be like, all right, Real Madrid season could be over tomorrow, you know? Yeah, and but no Neymar. They're already down. What was this? Is the first leg? Was it one? Three one? to one was three the first one? leg. Oh, three, yeah, three one. Yeah, it's yeah. It's. Uh, I'm sorry. I'm. Yeah. I'm sorry, buddy. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, I'm gonna hold out hope. You know, in spite of Neymar's injury. Yeah. Um. I mean, after all, PSG did beat Barcelona four to zero last year without Neymar. Yeah. So, you know, it's they, they don't need Neymar necessarily, although yeah. he does help a lot. <laughs> um, and then I guess Greg, aren't you playing? Was it next week? Yep. Against Barca. Yep. But I'm keeping hopeful. I mean, there's room to win, but sure. Eh. You know, um, you know what's what'll be interesting, JD. I know your theory is that Barca is the only team that can beat Real Madrid, but dude, Manchester City. I, I know you haven't really watched them a ton recently, but they're like they're more Barca than Barca right now, dude. <laughs> like yeah, I think yeah. Um, I, I, I I think Barca. Uh, I'm sorry, I think Man City, Barca, and Real Madrid are probably the most likely teams to win the Champions League. The only thing that worries me about Man City is we haven't really seen them in that spot, so that's what worries about oh, me. Oh yeah, but... and that's sort of what I'm. That's kind of what I mean. Yeah, is... but they have the talent uh, to do it. They they're I mean, they're honestly, better than Real make... Madrid, I would say. What's that? They're better than Real Madrid on paper. Oh, I agree with you, but I think that the Champions League is kind of a different ball game. No, no, for sure. You you are absolutely it, right. But if anyone's gonna like... give, oh sorry, go ahead. Oh no, what I was just all I'm gonna say is that. Um... Because it's like the exact same argument that you're making about Man City can be made about PSG, right? And yeah, I think, but I mean, you know, it's, it, they haven't played them yet. That's the thing. I'm talking, it's even now, you know? Oh, I see. There's like an element of surprise. No, no, I, I know. That's not what I mean. I'm just saying that because PSG is already down two goals, like. Well, no, but what I just all, but what I'm, but I, well, what I meant by the sameness was like. PSG also has not as much Champions League experience, which I think is why they fail or mm -hmm. why they don't perform as well. Um, and I think that that same variable is at play here with Man City. But, I mean, it's like Greg said, you know, they are having a fantastic season. They're running away with the Premier League. So maybe they will. I mean, I, I, I wish them luck. I, I have watched not as many games as you guys have, but when I have watched them, they are really incredible to watch. So, so yeah. Okay. Um, I could give a little MLS, like, wrap-up just uh, um, of what happened this weekend real quick. Um, Atlanta, they suck now, apparently. They lost 4 nothing. That's the big takeaway. Um DC United gave away a goal uh, at the end by down ten men. Um, that's pretty much what happened. So don't say we don't talk about MLS. You know we talk about. It. <laughs> um, yeah. All right. Well, if that's if that's it, I mean we can uh, probably wrap it up. 
right, Sounds I'm gonna, good to me. I'm, I'm signing off, fellas. All right, see ya. Take care, JD. Thanks so much. See you, see you next time. All right, oh, hold on. I'll get it. Okay, hold on a second. Um, we're on iTunes, on a Google Play. Um, we're on Twitter, uh, Indirect Pod, at Indirect Pod. You're SoundCloud, GP Nova. That's right. Um, you could do your Spotify if you want. I could. Yeah, no one's going to remember it. <laughs> okay. <worry. laughs> um, logos by Steve Horvath. Yeah, Steve Horvath.net. Uh, I think that's it. Uh, bye, guys. See ya.